Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you again for listening. This is another episode of the Positive Reaction Podcast. Yeah. Dr. D is here. Yes, sir. Dr. Serrano is here. Mm-hmm. Thank well, you for... Well, <laughs> I mean, if you've been here long enough listening, thank you for your dedication. Yes, thank you so much. It's greatly appreciated. Yes. We appreciate it more than you know. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for the following. Mm-hmm. So today, uh, we spoke last week, and we said that we wanted to talk a little bit about mental health mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how we've seen that as a barrier sometimes to not only athletes, but patients, like any yeah. patient that comes in, um, and like how they feel restricted. And sometimes, you know, they need that extra motivation because a lot of the times we can do more than we think, right? Oh, yeah. And we that's don't realize it. it actually. Yeah. Like, that's a barrier to our potential. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like you limit yourself by pain mm-hmm. or by that you think that this extrinsic factor that caused you pain at one time might mm-hmm. cause you pain again. So you yeah. avoid it. Right. Right. That emotional response of, man, I know that hurt that last time, so I'm going to avoid it. Exactly. Right. So we already dove into the, the idea or the concept of building this experience, a positive experience, right? And then now we want to address a little bit of the, the mental approach. Mm-hmm. Not so much just to a painful experience, just an experience in general um, that can, as you mentioned, hinder our way back to where we were or even better, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we're going to address today. So what, what kind of experiences have you had or how do you deal with someone that has that mental barrier that you, you know, rehabbed? They're probably trying to get back into a sport, mm-hmm. yet they're scared, right? Like maybe, yeah. or you as an athlete, how did you deal with it? Right? Like you tore your ACL. Mm-hmm. Like what what happened with you or what was your experience uh, on the mental aspect or the mental side of things and how did you overcome that? That's such a good question. Mostly, I mean, it's a good question because at the time when it mm-hmm. happened, it was uh, it was more of just devastation, right? Yeah. How can I continue like this and why me that kind of thing yeah and you know a lot of things were quote-unquote stripped away from me at the time and then we always attribute it to luck like oh i have such bad luck oh yeah yeah I mean, for sure exactly yeah. yeah and you know it was it was it was a while back but the point is it's still so vivid because at the time it was so traumatic for me mm-hmm. and it took me a little while to realize there's a reason somewhere in there and it it, it did take me a while mm-hmm. right and even even now, it, it still sucks to think about, and Ed, it took me a minute to accept it. But my journey to navigate myself back to playing basketball without that mental barrier of, you know, I'm gonna, I have that possibility of injuring myself. High, my risk is higher than the next person. Yes. Right. And so, even though my body was physically ready to return, that mental barrier of, man, if I do, if I go all out, it might happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the best thing that I could explain uh, from a personal standpoint was my support system, right? Yeah. I kind of leaned into that a little bit. And then just my internal drive to want to get back to where I was before. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was a combination of my of the support system I had, which was family, friends, 
you know, just the outside, so the community that supported, you know, my basketball team. Uh, it was just something that it, it was huge for me. And then the idea that I'm just going to look at this. I made up my mind mm -hmm. that I was going to move forward. I wish or not wish I would have done things a little differently. Yeah. If, you know, knowing what I know now that there are resources I could have accessed. Mm -hmm. um, it could have taught me better coping mechanisms because yeah. believe me, I was angry, yeah. frustrated, all of the above. But um, for me at the time as a younger athlete, not knowing anything truly, I again chose to lean into my support system made and just decide that I needed to move forward. Right. Yeah. I, it, it, it took a minute and I couldn't tell you the exact time frame. So, it, that's how I navigated it. Support I mean, system and making it my own. When you're going through, when you're going through, um, like an injury, like the way you went through, mm -hmm. like there's also stages of grief. I think. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, like for sure. There has to be stages of grief. Um, so I'm sure you went through every one of the stages until you came, you know, through with acceptance you're and right. you said like, okay, I want to move forward. Yeah. And everyone goes through these stages and they last differently, mm -hmm. you know, a different amount of time for everybody. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. There's a, there, in, in any experience, I mean, we could use your experience with, mm -hmm. you know, your injuries in the past. We talked about your back injury, mm -hmm. which, you know, it, it, it was huge at the time. We're talking about work right you have to mm -hmm. take time off from work you know there were things that were quote unquote stripped away from you at that moment yeah and you had to navigate it how you had to navigate it right mm -hmm. so for me I, I i chose to lean in to my support system and know that once i recovered i can get back to basketball mm -hmm. and that little bit before right when i knew that i was in a good place to con actually compete mm -hmm. it was a little bit more of okay, let me, I, I wasn't going all out yeah. just yet, right? And even though I was cleared, quote unquote, it was still, man, I don't know if I can do it mentally. And mm. so, you know, fast forward really quick, there's these questionnaires that actually take the time to dive into yeah. it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's that looked at, or it's it's highly sought after to assess your mental capacity to actually return to, to something. Sport, yeah. yeah, return to sport, period. Or, you know, I was rather activity. any yeah. activity. You know, it, it's it's heavily looked at, and I think that can be easily missed, mm -hmm. right? Like a simple "Do you think you're ready?" could be enough, yeah. right? Or actually diving into a conversation. You know, yeah. what is your biggest fear? Mm -hmm. Is it is it just re-injuring yourself, or is it getting back into the game and not being your usual self? Yeah, right. There's a bunch of components to it. Mm -hmm. You know, there there's there's a lot of things that go into an injury, and we typically only think about the physical part. Yeah, but you know, never think about the mental part. And, you know, we talk about the, the stages of grief, mm -hmm. right? And it's like the same thing when you go and experience uh, a death in the family, right? Sure. When you're injured, you, you go through things where you're, you're dealing with um, denial. Mm -hmm. Like you said you went through it. Like, oh, why yeah. me? Like, and, and then you probably try like to do things you shouldn't be doing. Well, you know, addressing yeah. the stages of denial really quick, I didn't want to believe that I was injured, so I mm -hmm. attempted to play with Tommy ACL. I thought it was a good idea. So, yeah. yes, just yeah. speak to your point. I did. Yeah, and then once you know that you can't perform to that full capacity, mm -hmm. whether it be playing basketball or going for a run or, you know, you're a weekend warrior, you like to run marathons and you're injured, you come into anger, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why me? Why does this happen? And you're pissed off at the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, we're just going through these groups and then bargaining, right? You're coping with the loss of your skill or the loss of... Right. Yeah. So, you know, you know speaking <clears throat> of bargaining, I didn't... Reflecting on my, my experience, right? If we just use my experience as a whole... How did I bargain mm -hmm. or, or what did I 
what I mean, not, I didn't necessarily bargain. I guess you know the the anger kind of over didn't really. I didn't really have much to bargain because yeah. it was like I just need to get the thing repaired. Yeah. Right. I did lose my basketball scholarship, but there was something I could do about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So anger kind of took a big portion of it. Mm-hmm. So. And and then you know and you see this with a lot of people once they bargain then they go into like a depressive mode right mm-hmm. because let's, oh, let, sure. let's say after surgery mm-hmm. you are sitting there you can't do anything you're just sitting around and going through this protocol you're like when am i going to effing move yeah when am i going to do something when am i going to be in the court again when am i going to run again when am i going to lift weights again um and, and then once you get through that point then you have acceptance you yeah. know you know what's happened you're mm-hmm. ready to move on mm-hmm. and you're ready to get your life together so those are the stages of grief that grief that we were referring to earlier that you go through, um, whether you lose a lost one, uh, mm-hmm. loved one, loved one mm-hmm. or like if you go through injuries. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so um, now you know really quick when you think about that, everyone may not go in any, that yeah. exact order, right? But it's just acknowledging that there is a process that is that tends to occur mm-hmm. when you get injured. Yeah. Um, and you know outside of that. I was talking about, you know, I went through these stages, I'm mm-hmm. close, I'm in the acceptance phase, mm-hmm. but now, you know, let's just talk about a timeline of, of it. let's just break down an ACL briefly, yeah. right? You know, you... Question about that. Mm-hmm. How long did you rehab for your ACL back then? I mean, I don't even think it was past, maybe three months. Three months, yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy, right? Yeah. And, and now all the grown. new research says like 10 months. Easily. So if you tear your ACL, you need to rehab for 10 months. Yeah, well, at least. At least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, don't try and get back any sooner than that, please. <laughs> you know, research has supported nine months. I have yet to see any papers support six months. Yeah, yeah. Right? Nothing, yeah. I haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. If there is, let me know. Drop mm-hmm. a comment. Drop the link for, drop that, the link. <laughs> for that article. But, you know, the, you have these these stages that you, you as an athlete, you as, a, as an active individual can go through these. And then you talk about higher level athletes that are mm-hmm. actually competing for school, right? Yeah. Like they're trying to maintain their scholarship for school purposes. Now, I, I don't think if you get injured, you're losing your scholarship. Mm-hmm. That's different. But you're talking about all you know is football. All mm-hmm. you know is basketball. And then it gets stripped away from you because we're going to stick with the ACL injury. Yes. Right? And that's what we talked about last week, how like you specialize in a sport. Mm-hmm. And if you just let your kid do that or you as an athlete do that on your own, mm-hmm. if that is at ever any point stripped away from you, then you may last longer in these stages of grief. Yeah. Because that's all you know. Right. And so, you know, a resource, resources that are now made readily available for the, anyone actually, but the, the, I've been exposed to sports psychologists. Those mm-hmm. are very, very in demand oh, yeah. these days. Oh yeah. Right. I personally had access to one at the collegiate level and it's really just to assess the baseline. Where are we at mentally? Mm-hmm. Do we think our sport is here and our academics are here or yeah. vice versa? Right. You know, what, what are our values? And it's really just allowing us to dive a little bit deeper into what we want to see happen in our in the future, or mm-hmm. not even so much the future, in the now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally am a huge advocate of mental health. Yeah. Right? If you're not in the right mindset, if you're always negative, you know, you surround yourself with negativity, yeah. negativity is going to follow you. Exactly. It's just kind of one of those things. And, you know, I really think like you, just speaking to your level of positivity, your level of drive, if you want something... Right, I think you truly go out and yeah. make it happen. Exactly. Whether or not there is some, you're gonna have some setbacks. Oh, I yeah, know you've course. had setbacks. Like there's always know? setbacks for anybody, but it's all about like how you treat that setback. Exactly, and it would, you know, taking it back to the, I mean, you're an athlete, but taking it back to the athlete when they get injured and they get that that their ability to play stripped away. Yeah, 
a lot of the times all they have is their thoughts, yeah. right? Because you, you, you mentioned earlier, in. yeah, you can't you move. For me, when I was recovering from, from the ACL injury, I had to allow myself to heal, so I sat. Yeah. My outlet for stress or my stress outlet was working out. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just stuck laying there. You can only watch so much TV. You can only read so many books. And then you're just, at night, you're just thinking like, man, I'm, what, what's my next move? I yeah. have to wait X amount of time to get past this. It gets tough. And so having or knowing that you can actually work with this like the sport there are sports psychologists that will work with you mm-hmm. or just an, a psychologist exactly i don't think there's anything wrong with going to meet with a licensed professional that mm-hmm. can provide you with coping skills that you didn't even know existed yeah you know you know today speaking of you know um like what you were just talking about so i had a patient today and i've been rehabbing her from a back injury she's an avid crossfitter mm-hmm. and you know, I released her like, okay, let's go to CrossFit, but let's avoid these movements or modify these movements this right. way, right? We're at the tail end of getting better. Um, she didn't work out all week. She didn't go back. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so did you CrossFit this past week? She goes three days a week, very avid. Like I know the coach that sends her to me and she's mm-hmm. like, hey, this girl's been like at it for like years and that she's just not herself. And so when she came to me, she was in with a lot of back pain. And she's a lot better. Like, we talked, and, and she says, yeah, I feel like 80, 80, 90% Cute. better, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was talking to her, she said, so did you cross? She's like, no. I said, why not? Like, what's going on? And she just broke down, mm-hmm. right? And, and I was like, and she's like, I'm sorry, it's just been a bad week. And I was like, did, are you okay? Are you fine? She's like, just I haven't been able to work out. It's my outlet. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband's back at, at CrossFit. My son is back at CrossFit. And, and I haven't gone. Come on, like hits me. And like, right. <clears throat> and I'm like, why didn't like what what are you just scared you're gonna get hurt or like what's wrong? And she's like, well, yeah, I'm scared it's gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. And so she's avoiding it, even though we've been deadlifting, squatting. You know, obviously not at a level where we're going for a metcon. So then my job as a physical therapist is like, I need her to know that this is okay. Right. So I said, pull up your workout that you're supposed to do tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. pull it up. Let's let's do some things. Let's try to work on you, and then we're going to do something of resemblance to this workout. Sure. You know, and it was a metcon, and I made it in an emom, mm-hmm. and we did the same things. And her heart rate was up. She was run. Yeah, her back pain hurt a little bit. Yeah. But then at the end, we talked about it. Do you see? Now you can't. You can tolerate this. Right. You can do this. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of like, how can you modify, and like, what do you feel? Right. And there's going to be some discomfort along the way, sure. just like anything else. But, you know, my job as a physical therapist is to find, like, where is that level of progression that is okay for you to continue? Um, so really, like, yeah, it was a physical therapy session, but it felt like a CrossFit session in the last 30 minutes. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, that's where we come in as professionals, and we we have to take that individual as a person and what they like to do, whether it be CrossFit, whether it be basketball and big weightlifting, and if they're having a mental issue with mm-hmm. getting through that activity, how can we better improve their capacity to get to that level again? For sure. I think that's an, a great, I was going to use the word amazing, but I need to calm down. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is that you put, you, you created this environment that you can move and you, you made, you made it to where it is manageable and mm-hmm. you're promoting good movement. Yeah. Right. And you took the time to simply ask, like, is everything okay? I mm-hmm. love that you led with, is everything okay? Yes. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Now, what can I do to facilitate 
your return, even if it is at a modified level. Yeah. Right. I think that's awesome. You know, positive movement is 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 crucial to allowing the experience that you're developing be mm-hmm. a good one, and then continue to build into that. You, mm-hmm. People don't understand how important it is. If you can only move from A to B right now, and that's it. Well, that's your range right mm-hmm. now. That's your available range. Allow us to use what we're good at, right? Mm-hmm. Great exposure. This is what you can do. I know you can do it safely. Let me help you get there in a, in a, in a way that is safe, in a way that's good for you, in mm-hmm. a way that will build a bigger or stronger foundation. Yeah. You know, I think that's awesome. And it speaks to the, the you know, the, your level of experience and competence that, yes, you can, mm-hmm. and you didn't necessarily have to break down humongous barriers. You no. just were able to facilitate what you what you knew and what she wanted to accomplish and put those two together mm-hmm. and now she's moving better yeah right and you address that mental component mm-hmm. you didn't just say let me just have you move this way as fast as you or not as fast as you can but just move this way you'll eventually get there it's yeah. more of what is like you ask those crucial you kind of have those crucial conversations Conversation, yeah. you know some people will be uncomfortable with it mm-hmm. and thankfully you know i can speak for myself and clearly you yeah. too we're comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. There's something about having these conversations that people or other healthcare professionals don't. avoid. Yeah. They avoid it. Yeah. Because and, tears come, uh-huh. right? Or, you know, someone passed away mm-hmm. or I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, I love hearing about someone yeah. that's passes. But the point is, is that asking those questions sometimes yeah. can really, really break a barrier that an athlete can't seem to break on their own. Yeah. And I, real quick, you know, I like to shine a light on, I'm no way, shape, or form a licensed professional counselor. Oh, yeah. Nor no a psychologist. Way. You know but, what I'm saying? But you know what? Like, I think there's there's a reason why one of our minors or we have to have such a background in psychology before mm-hmm. we apply to PT school because we have to deal with so many different personalities and we have to yes. be able to manage those personalities. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Not the fact... I mean, if, they, if we need to send them somewhere else, obviously we know when to. Right. But I've always said I've done my job if I can get someone in my clinic to cry or laugh. <laughs> I like more of the laughing part, yeah, but, but I agree. But, I know but, what you mean. But to me, if they cry, they're comfortable. Right. To me, if they it's cry, enough to be vulnerable. It's enough to if be vulnerable. If they can be vulnerable with you, that's what I, that's yeah. what I see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times, my male athletes don't want to. Yeah. But asking those questions, like, wait a minute, why would you ask me that? It, it's because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that yeah. we're covering all avenues. Mm-hmm. So, I get what you're saying, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And it's funny, because every time a patient cries, not that I make patients cry all the time. <laughs> that's what but, you're saying. But, but whatever. But, uh, I always, I always say, don't worry, you're not the first and you won't be the last person to cry in here. It's true. <laughs> it it's happens. True. It's just very common. It is. You know, I, I, it's funny because I didn't, I haven't worded it like that, but I do seek to, I, I do seek to have the athlete feel comfortable knowing that if they disclose the, any and all information, it, it, it helps to customize their program even more. Yeah. Right? There's a lot that comes from saying, you know, I, it, it, we're just tailoring it, obviously, to exercise, right? Exercise, dosing, and if they constantly say, I hate doing deadlifts, it doesn't mean that we're never going to do it. It yeah. just means that I need to figure out a better way to approach a deadlift in mm-hmm. a different variation. Yeah, different, yeah, and before you know it, like, you're lifting weights. It, yeah. It's so funny because I've also dealt with women that are, like, postpartum, right? Mm-hmm. They've had a baby. They're having trouble lifting their kid. And then they're like, I just can't seem to get my kid out of the the crib car seat or the, or, or, seat or the crib and then like my back hurts mm-hmm. and then like we're doing stuff and exercises and I'm having them deadlift 70 pounds and I'm like how much do you think that weighs mm-hmm. I don't know I weigh 70 pounds how much is your big weight 
18 pounds, you can lift your baby no problem. Lift your baby. Lift your baby. Please. And then before you know it, they're not having any pain, but it's a different variation of like lifting your baby. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's right. We have to find different avenues to get to that same point. And then before you know it, they come to that self-realization like, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, we're not trying to hide or, or go around the, the idea that we're having you pick up your baby, yeah. right? But it, it's, again, going back to that mental barrier mm -hmm. that you have already made up your mind. You can't do it because it hurts. And it very well may yeah. hurt. That's, yeah. We're not taking that away. But, you know, the, it's just, it's almost like an art, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we know that if we create a stimulus that has a hinge component to it, that will build to eventually lifting from the hinge component, yeah. you're going to lift your baby. That's yeah. just what it is. Uh -huh. So it's just fun to, you know, get to the source of the issue and yeah. then, you know, get to the goal. Yeah. Um, but aside from, you know, away from the actual exercise and, and really continuing to focus on the mental component of it, when someone feels that they can't do something, that does make it harder for oh, you yeah. and I to try and, you know, if you can't, if you say you can't, then you can't. Yeah. Right? Like, I can only convince you so much, but I'm going to be a tool to help build you up and help you understand that you can. Mm -hmm. It's just going to take time. I was thinking the other day about how long it took me to deadlift after I hit myself. Oh my gosh, you have to shine light on that. Yeah, I mean, you were in, I'm cutting you off because seeing you in the position that you were in, mm -hmm. A, was scary for me, <laughs> right? But I had to pretend I wasn't scared all the way around. Mm -hmm. and, and, and getting and seeing you, you know, where you are now, yeah. it's, it's huge. And yeah. you have to speak to your experience. Yeah, I mean, so we all know from prior episodes, but I hurt myself deadlifting. I was one rep maxing. And it took me about a year and a half to even deadlift. Mm -hmm. Like, I was feeling good, but I wouldn't deadlift. And it's a mental barrier. Um, and up to maybe a year and a half ago or two years, I started putting two plates on my deadlift, like 225, which is nothing, but not nothing, but it's not a lot compared to what I was doing right, before. Right, For you, it's not that much. Yeah, and then it's... And now it's a mental barrier to me, like, okay, this is heavy enough. And now it's also changed my, my mind or my way of thinking is, like, I'm not going to be the strongest man in the world. I just need to move well. Mm -hmm. And I need to, you know, promote my strength, right? Um, I mean, now I go heavier than two plates. But, you know, that happened in 2016. It's 2021. And it's been just a process of, like, mentally back squatting without a belt, deadlifting without a belt, you know, like, those things really impacted me because that's how I used to do things. Mm -hmm. um, and I know better. And I'm a yeah. PT. And I know, like, you know, a graded exposure, exposure, how to dose, blah, blah, blah. But even when it comes to me, you know, I think about it a lot. Mm -hmm. Right? So, um, you know, now I'm back to it. It's probably took me a lot longer than, than it should have. But it, it also made me a better clinician. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and, and I think your experience, tearing your Achilles, mm -hmm. tearing your ACL... No, tearing yeah. your life up uh, you know <laughs> I, I, so true to that. <laughs> I, I think all those things you know have helped you know make us better clinicians unfortunately you know where you're coming from is huge you know seeing where you were and how long it took you it, it, it I can't speak to that I don't know yeah. but I understand the pain you were going through right mm -hmm. you would explain it and I was like well geez you have to this is a timely thing. You yeah. have to wait it out and allow yourself to move. And that's what you did. And you're here now, which is awesome. But, you know, back then, it was, it was tough to it see you tough. that way. Yeah, it yeah. was tough, it was you know? Very rough. But you're back. And, and then, you know, no my scenario. Intended. You're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't mean it. 
Yes, that was a good pun. But what I'm getting at too is like with my injuries, geez, it sucks to even reflect on it. But the point is, is I had several injuries. Yeah. And having to constantly figure out, or not even figure out, break that mental barrier that I can injure myself again. Mm-hmm. I mean, every injury has been knock on wood from basketball, and yeah. I'm still playing. And to you're still playing day. basketball, yeah. Yeah. It, it's. I mean. It's kind it's of stupid. Long. I mean, it's kind of good. It, it's like my <laughs> my my mom. You know, I twist my ankle here and there often, and my dad will be like, "You're still playing basketball? Like, like that's what injured you? Like you're always injured? I was like, yeah, I'm not. Like, <laughs> Don't lie to me. I'm fine." <laughs> It's funny though, but like if you have a passion for it, and, yeah. and you know, even though I did have these injuries, I'm not going to pretend like it was all a beautiful experience, and and I created a very positive experience for me because yeah. no, it didn't happen like that. I was pissed, yeah, right. But the point is, is that I had learned from my, I had learned from my previous experience, and I understand that if I sit in this pain and don't allow myself to start moving forward, regardless of the scenario. Yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna break somebody. Yeah. It really can. You know, I mean, I will admit, I was mentally broken down for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had people that surrounded me that understood that they have to allow me to sit in that emotion. Yeah. And I understood that it was an emotion, and I can only feel it one time. Like I can only feel angry once, or not mm-hmm. once, but in this moment. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna move on to the next emotion. But it took me except you know an. Ex- not just one experience, it took me multiple experiences mm-hmm. to become emotionally more in command, or I was I was more in command of my emotions, yeah. but it was because I underwent several experiences. Yeah. I don't wish that on anybody, but in in hindsight, everything's 2020. Yeah. Right? And so now... I mean, if we knew back then what we know now. It would have been just it great. Been, yeah. It would have been... Yeah. Well, not great. But it would have been better. It would have been a better experience. Yeah. Right? It still sucks. You get injured, don't let anyone or I tell you otherwise. Yeah. It sucks. You know, you know, if you're an athlete out there and you're overcoming an injury or some sort of mental barrier, it's completely normal. Oh, yeah. Like 100%. Yes, it is. Um, and, and it's not wrong for you to ask for some sort of help, whether it be a support psychologist or if you're seeing another clinician and you need to just talk about it. Yeah. Um, or, like, what can we do as clinicians to get you better and over that mental barrier? That is completely normal. Um, it's better to have that addressed than to have that carry over into your sport mm-hmm. when you're not ready. Right. Yeah, so so that's kind of why we're talking about this because there's a big mental aspect to getting injured mm-hmm. um, and get, coming back to your sport or what you love to do. I agree. I think that's a great summation of what we're trying to, to, to get our point across. Um, so I can't highlight enough. If you are in a position where you think you're – ready physically but mentally you're not respect that yeah talk to your clinician reach out to a sports psychologist i encourage you to do it it'll i don't think anything bad can come from it yeah it'll make you better all around 100 percent. all right thanks for listening guys thanks so much remember this is positive reaction podcast this is dr d and dr serrano where Where you you come come first. first